What is good, fam? This is your boy, Coach Southfit, a.k.a. Salvatore Jr., and this is the SBF Fitness Podcast. If you're ready to ditch the excuses, break the scarcity mindset, and transform into the best version of yourself, then buckle up. You are in the right place. Let's freaking get it, squad. Why are you not recording this? Why are you not doing stuff with this? And I was like, you're right. So that's exactly what we came home to do. And he's here to emotionally support me. Who's, who is him? Who is him? You are him. Who's that? Who is it? Who are you? I'm asking you, do I get an intro or no? <laughs> with the amazing and incredible, smart, jacked, funny, Salvatorio. Right, that was a little extreme. Was it? Yeah, do you guys think that was extreme? I, I feel like it was deserved. I do do. Yeah, I mean, that was good. That was good. Cool. Yeah, what's up? Thankful to be here. What's going on? Uh, excited to chat with you guys. The Built Not Born podcast. Really pumped. Um, and yeah, let's get into it. I'm excited. So, I think the root of why... The, that's so funny. The root of why I want to talk about The root. This. The title root. of it. Getting to the root cause. This is going to be a word that we use a lot. Is because... So, if you guys didn't see, if you're listening to this... On either if you're listening to this right now as I'm saying this or you're listening to it as you're listening to it on my podcast go and read the post that I just put out just kind of talking about with the rebrand coming out and creating my own business I think that there has been a lot of I mean I'll be transparent I think there's been a lot of confusion with people being like what do you even do what is this new shift are you still doing fitness xyz and so there is a lot of questions about it and so I felt the need to come and clear that up and when it comes down to fitness and nutrition a lot of people are pretty easily a lot of people know what that entails when you're like I'm a fitness coach right you're gonna assume it's like meal prep you're doing macros you're doing you know your workouts and it's pretty straightforward some people's programs might be a little bit different by the tiniest bit but for the most part it's the same it's the same base right so when it comes down to trying to incorporate anything to do with like healing mindset trauma spirituality I think that there's a really big question mark where people don't understand what this even means or how you how you even facilitate this so that's why I wanted to come on here and really talk about more in depth what I talked about because when I was writing my post it was like your captions too long so I was like I this is this is when you know you have to do a podcast so the basis of even what I'm doing why I'm, why I'm doing it I guess is mainly because number one I've been there number two I've gotten myself out of it and that's a really big conversation that we were even having is that you're able to speak on things once you've experienced it, right? Once you've gone through things, you would say, you know, once you get to a job and you do really well at a role, most of the time you can train people in that role. So that's pretty much what I'm doing. But on the side of things of being able to overcome limiting beliefs, any trauma that I've gone through, experiences, etc. And the reason why I think that this is so important is because a lot of people say, whether it's your weight, loss journey, whether it's your relationship with money, whether it's your relationships in general, the reasons why we don't have what we want or the reasons why those are somewhat impacted is because of these limiting beliefs, is because of trauma that we've had. And I said to Sal today, I was like, if you had no previous experiences past the last, you know, from yesterday onwards to your birth and you didn't have any of that trauma, you didn't have any of those beliefs, and you just knew maybe what you read today in a book and what you knew to be true from the information you've gained, how much different, like, where do you think you'd be? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> that. So I was hoping this would be like an interactive conversation. You just kind of went off on a tangent. Now I don't know how to match that. No, I'm talking to you. If you didn't know anything, say from yesterday on, how yeah. different do you think that'd be? If you just were able to base, say, right now you woke up and with all the books that you read, all that stuff, but no personal experience and no limiting beliefs, where do you think you'd be? Definitely much further if I had no limiting beliefs. Limiting beliefs are like a, a curse. Curse. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I guess, does that uh, spark up the woo side of, like, that's not the right term to use? <laughs> no, I'm not going to get into that. Curse will be a good word. Okay. I think that it's just important to recognize that a lot of us, no matter what you want, the reason you don't have it is because of, I mean, you can say trauma, but we've talked about this a couple of times. Trauma is not just this big capital T trauma. You know, your parents hit you, you have this, you'd have death in the family. You know, we think of all these really big events as traumas, but I want to invite you to think about every time your need wasn't met, you know, any time connection was maybe blocked down from a parent, from an authority figure, from your sister, from your friend, that I would consider trauma. And so we experience trauma like very often, but a lot of us actually process it and get to allowing it to, in a sense, push us forward rather than continue to hold us back. So that is why majority of us don't have what we want when it comes down to, like I said, financial goals, relationships, whatever. You think it's a trauma? Yes. Why? Because we develop beliefs about ourselves or about how the world works from wounds. And so for a lot of us, we example, get those... Example. I'm going to get involved here. because No, you're good. I need to be involved, otherwise I zone out because my brain is like a squirrel. <laughs> limiting belief, but okay. All right, limiting belief, most likely, <laughs> probably. I also want to make sure that the viewers are engaged. So I think they, yeah. they want to hear an active So. Comment. So look at if your parents, this is, this is the situation because you want situations. Okay. You grew up and your parents had a very scarce money mindset. Just yep. say, for example, say, so anytime you went to the store, it was, you heard we couldn't afford that. You heard money doesn't grow on trees. You heard we can't afford these bills. You know, we are hearing all of these things from, you know, a very early age up until now. Say you start making a lot of money. Or say you start making more money than you've ever had. Your brain is still programmed to believe we can't afford that. There's not a, you know, we have, we have food at home. We can't get food out. And regardless of if your situation changes, if your physiology and your response to that and your limiting beliefs doesn't change, you're going to be stuck in that forever. Mm, you believe that? Yes. Do you? If you are conditioned to believe a certain thing and it's not really true, you continue to follow that programming even though it doesn't serve you. Mm -hmm. Does that keep you stuck? Is that what you're asking? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> I like to like reiterate the question. I think is that the right word? Like go like reset it. Yeah, I guess so. Um, because it not only helps me really make sure that I'm hearing you correctly and on the same page, but I also think it gives the people who are listening to it like a very clear understanding of where the conversation is at. It's true. It's just true. Maybe that's the the sales in me for my team members who know that I train. Mr. Businessman comes in. Yeah, business is cool. That's what it takes. Um, <laughs> go ahead. No, go ahead. I, well, I asked you a question and now I got distracted. I lost the train of thought. Okay, I'll just freaking take this over anyways. So I think the basis of what we were talking about too and, and why I'm so passionate about this is really when I start to look back at what my life was like or how it's been for the last, how old am I, 24 years, maybe like we'll say 20-ish years, 
I can look back and something that we were both talking about was I grew up in a very stressful home. Like I don't need to get into all of the things that happened. All I know is how my body responded to it essentially put me in a fight or flight state. And so if you're listening to this live, I want you guys to tell me, have you ever heard of being put in say survival mode or a fight or flight state or somebody saying my nervous system got unregulated, for example. And I want to go into this because a lot of people might know this if they listen to me enough, but a lot of people might not. Okay. Samantha's like my whole life. So point in case, right? And I can make the argument that that was me as well. So when you start to realize that maybe you're in this stress state, if you're in the survival state, if you're in this fight or flight state, what your body typically responds to it as is it's like you're being chased by a bear. So say you're growing up in a traumatic household or say you're growing up with, you know, your needs not being met. Like I said, trauma, right? Maybe it's abusive, maybe it's mentally abusive, maybe it's not physical, but you're still in that state as though a bear is chasing you. So I want you guys to imagine what your body, how your body responds when you feel like you're about to die, right? Are you asking me? Well, do you know? Oh, I've never experienced near death, luckily, so we're going <laughs> to knock on wood. But that's actually a lie because whenever something comes up and it stresses you out, it's the exact same thing. And though? I think, yes, and I think this is where it all comes from, is when it comes down to if you're really stressed out, if you're going through trauma, your brain reacts to that as though you're being chased by a bear. So you get a, like, an unfortunate text. You get a random text from someone and it's like bad news. Your stomach drops, all of a sudden you're sweating, you can't think properly. It's the same thing as, you know, when we become very responsive in the sense of maybe you're, like, super angry and you can't get that anger back down. It's because... When you get in that state, parts of your brain actually shut down. Parts of your body actually shut down. You stop digesting. So why do you have such bad digestive issues? Well, majority of the time it's because you're not dealing with your trauma. Your body is still stuck in that response, right? You live in that state of fear. Exactly, Lisa. So your body responds in these small stress, in these small tra traumatic moments as though we're practically about to die. And so what I was saying to him is, could you imagine if your whole life you, you feel like you've been being chased by bears? Right? It leads you to this point of exhaustion where your body can't physically handle it anymore. And I was telling him, I used to go into, there was this little room in, in school where I would go and I would take naps almost every single day. I'd lock myself in this room and I'd take naps. And everyone was always like, why are you so tired? And I didn't understand. I was like, something's wrong with me. But now looking back, I have a better understanding from now my expertise of what, why I'm doing what I'm doing. And because I was in such an unregulated state so often, my body was starting to reach that burnout. And so a lot of us know burnout by just like working a lot, right? But it's, you know, it comes in all different, different ways. If you're very, very emotionally like responsive, say you're in like a, a very aggressive household, for example, you're probably going to be more exhausted 90% of the time because you're exerting all this energy, what your brain is thinking to survive. Mm. Does that make sense? So basically what you're saying is like your environment is creating a reality. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Why are you laughing at that? It's true. Okay, so I, I'm asking you, am I on the right path with that, with listening to Yeah, that, right? spark, spark notes. Spark notes. Well, that's really what I'm, I'm trying to do. It's like, I'm basically just here for support and to help, you know, bridge the gap between you guys and her. Because Chelsea yeah. has some great ideas and I want to make sure that I keep her on task with getting those ideas. <laughs> He's really good at asking me questions that I wouldn't think to ask, that right. people would be asking me. And so I think what it goes, what goes on here and what we were really talking about too is so when we talk about, you know, your environment creating your reality is like really looking at if you're showing, like we said, like physical symptoms, 
say oftentimes we're going through and anybody listening to this tell me how many times someone's told you that maybe you know you have acne because your hormones are imbalanced you're bloated because of what you ate xyz we have maybe you have chronic pain right maybe you do have mental illnesses and we have all these things that physically show up in our bodies that we think or this root cause of why everything else is happening. But a lot of us have failed to take that step back to understand that there's actually more depth behind that. And there's more reason as to why that's happening. And so I'll give an example because I know you like examples. Yeah. Is talking about, so when I first got off birth control, something very common, I will add, it is very common, is your testosterone spikes when you come off birth control um, for a lot of women. But for me, when I got my blood levels checked, because I just wanted to make sure I was Gucci, it was like all I had was testosterone. I didn't have anything else in me. All my levels were depleted. And it's funny because within that same, literally the same couple weeks of realizing that, I also found I guess found out how to break through that I was also sitting so heavily in my masculine energy and so something I talk about a lot is when you're a woman predominantly sitting in that energy isn't going to be very helpful for you especially if you're looking at success if you're looking at healing if you're looking at you know making any headway to obviously becoming the person you want to be so I looked at okay so I'm way too masculine right now my testosterone is too high do you consider that a coincidence and like Sal says, there are no coincidences. So I started to look into this and think, hmm, maybe me being so heavily in my masculine actually caused my testosterone to be too high. Because like I said, you're going to have a lot of these, I want to say almost like spiritual or emotional problems that come up that if you do not deal with them, start to manifest into physical symptoms. So for a lot of you that are maybe dealing with, again, I said like chronic chronic pain, chronic illness, you know, mental illness, any physical traits, I would venture to look at, well, when did it actually start to manifest for you? Because it coming out through your body is not just a coincidence. We need to start looking at why is that actually being caused and get to that root. So same thing with like bloating, gut health, hormones aren't issues, they're symptoms. Why do you think your body's gotten out of whack? What is it trying to tell you, right? Something we even talked about was in terms of my acne, was me thinking, oh my god, it's my hormones, it's my hormones. Well, guess what? I've struggled on and off with my skin almost my whole life. So when you actually start to look at it, it's like, okay, well, clearly, like, there's no way that I'm, you know, so deep into my health, so deep into my fitness, so deep into drinking my water, XYZ, and doing all these things, and this is just, like, the way that it is. And a lot of people take a lot of their symptoms, and they just accept, oh, this is just who I am. You know what I mean? I have an example on that. Yeah. A lot of prospects who messaged me about coaching was like, oh, well, I have PCOS. Like, I'm basically doomed. And I'm just like, are you, though? And a lot of times we just self-diagnose ourselves with these issues that mm -hmm. can really be caused, but it's just so much easier to kind of write yourself off and just, you know, surrender or I should say subscribe to that reality that you're broken mm -hmm. because maybe you resist doing the work because you don't even know what it looks like. Yeah. And the idea, just the mere thought of like, Mm, what is that going to look like seems a, like a mountain to climb yeah so you're just like well i might as well just not even start because that's going to be easier and that's really the issue i think it's a lot you think i'm on the right path yeah i do because i think it's a lot easier to subscribe to a diagnosis or a disease and take you know pills for it rather than actually looking at why did this happen to me 
right? And like we always say, there are no accidents. Everything's your fault. So if we can actually dial back and realize why some of these things are coming up, you're actually going to be able to find a lot deeper, you know, root issues. And so coming back with the acne thing is looking at a lot of people that struggle with acne also struggle to truly be seen. And it's funny because anyone who's listening, talking to me, they're going to be like, yeah. Yeah. And this is what I was going to say is everyone's like, tells me, oh, you're so authentic. You're so vulnerable. X, Y, Z. For the most part, with the things I want to be, right? But what happens when, and this happened yesterday, something starts to come up for me. I have this ball in my throat. I feel like I need to start crying. And my immediate conditioning, my immediate response is I need to go hide. Because I didn't want you to see me in like this vulnerable state. In this like crying state. Because that's my conditioning. But if I actually allowed myself to, number one, believe that I was so worthy and loved and whole, even if I did you know, like break down in front of someone that would be able to show me the ability to be seen. And alternatively, there's also a lot of anger to do with any sort of inflammation in your body. If you're, you know, inflamed in terms of gut health, if you're inflamed in terms of acne, a lot of that comes down to anger. What is there maybe some anger around that you haven't processed? You know what I mean? You think it's the emotion that's not being processed that is causing the issue? Yeah. Nine times out of 10 or trauma, we'll say. I could, yeah, I can understand the trauma because the emotions come and go, but the trauma is like an experience that could be deeply rooted because that's the cause. But there's emotions with that trauma that a lot of people push away. So say for an example, say, I don't know, there's so many examples, but say maybe, okay, this is actually a really big one that I'm working through and I'll just fucking barrel my marbles on the table here is when I was really young, I had a stepmom who my opinion didn't matter when I cried, I was sent to my room or, you know, there's negative repercussions. I wasn't like, it would just, it, there was a lot of injust and I never felt seen. I never felt heard. And so a lot of that comes, and this is going to get into some woo-woo. So hold on to your seats. Buckle up. Woo-woo comes time. down to like, I continuously, 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 especially over this last year, have a bunch of issues with my throat chakra. Okay. So what's a chakra? <laughs> It's like the six points in your body. <laughs> when people are like, my chakras are aligned, it's because all six points are like in harmony. But for me, that's not true because over the past year, it's like I'll randomly lose my voice for no fucking reason. Or, you know, yesterday I had this ball in my throat and it burned and it burned and it burned as soon as I started thinking about that one thing. Do you think that's a coincidence? I don't believe in coincidences. Oh, well, you said, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't believe in coincidence either. So then I start to look at, okay, well if my throat chakra is blocked, then you can get into the basis of why is that? What are some symptoms? What did I go through that maybe had that happen? But the the basis of it is I experienced this thing as a child or experienced this thing growing up. Maybe it wasn't even as a child for a lot of people. It might be throughout their entire lifetime and you start to get these symptoms and you might just brush them off. You start to maybe have these even reoccurring emotions, right? When something happens and you immediately get triggered, you immediately get angry, you immediately start crying. Why is that coming up for you? Because as I said before, a neutral response is a healed response. So let's start looking at why was that not neutral for you? What came up for you there? Why does all of a sudden this come up, right? And so for me, something I've really realized is when people like purposely start to misunderstand me, when people don't give me the chance to hear me out, when people like anything to do with that, it really, really gets to me. And I started thinking about it. I'm like, oh my God, because I'm repeating the pattern that I used to live as a child. Mm. Damn, that's good. I don't know how to match that. It's okay. It's not about matching it. Takeaways? 
Um, takeaways is that chances are myself and everyone listening to this has things that we need to work on. But I think the beautiful piece, or I should say reasoning behind this episode is that it's bringing awareness to it. I think, and that's really what it is, because we were talking about that, and in our live the other day, it was, like, talking about how to heal, and it was continuously the conversation of, okay, what does the work look like? How do you heal? And this is such a complex question for so many people to answer, because it's not just a one-size-fits-all, oh, this is how you heal, and I'll repeat what I kind of said the other day, but it really does stem from that self-awareness, right? When you can pull back in those times where maybe things start to come up for you, and you can question why. And so for a lot of people, a lot of my clients, a lot of my friends, when something comes up like that emotion, I tell them, I go sit in it. When did that first happen to you? Right? When did you first feel this emotion come up for you? Mm -hmm. And so I'll, you know, name a couple examples. I was doing this with my friend. She was super emotional. Something was kind of coming up for her. She was like, I feel like nobody likes me. I said, okay, wait, 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 wait. She's feeling all these emotions. When did that first happen for you? And all of a sudden breakthrough. She was like, holy fuck. I felt this my whole life with my sister growing up. Felt this my whole life with my friends. I always feel like nobody likes me because, you know, she had this dynamic with her sister. And then you can actually look at, holy shit. It's not the fact your group of friends in high school didn't like you. It's not the fact that the people right now don't like you. It's the fact that all the way back then you felt this sense of not belonging. Mm. Right? Alyssa, actually, I want to read this because it's a great question. What if you can't remember when it first happened to you? Well, and I think this is the part where you really have to start to dive into that self-awareness. So for like a lot of people, when it comes down to, you know, talking in therapy, this is why I say therapy is a great way. It's a great gateway, I should say, to starting to speak about it so you have the awareness of it, right? Mm -hmm. And for some of us, sometimes we can't. I tried to do like a chronological order map in therapy once. She was like, okay, we'll go event to event as much as you can remember from birth. And I was like... (laughs) It all started when I was 17, and she's like, you skipped a lot of years. Well, I'm like, okay, all right, I want to weigh in on that, because th- there's another piece to that, where it's like, you know the game Telephone that you played when you were in like elementary yeah. school? Like, your memories are distorted. Is like, I, I, I remember, I don't know what book it was, but I remember reading something where they, they said basically like almost, I don't know, 60% of your memories, like you don't really remember the way that they actually happened. Well, and I would challenge us to say that like almost every memory that we have, and I think a lot of it too is like if we're trying to remember our childhood, if you just remember the fear and the not belonging, everything to you is going to be times 10 of that because that was your sole like takeaway from it. So I think going back to Alyssa's question Mm -hmm. of like, well, how do I know, right? That was the question. Uh, What what if you can't remember it? I think it's less about trying to remember a a specific thing and then I would look at maybe the like recurring emotions that you're experiencing, right? 100%. And, and usually you can trace that back. I'm not going to say this is an always thing, right. but even, and this is the thing. Sometimes it's not always going to be an exact example of, oh my God, this one time my friend Sam said this to me. Right. Sometimes, that's what I'm saying. you yeah. know, sometimes it's just going to say, holy fuck, I have this like reoccurring problem that I don't belong. And it's actually starting to impact how I show up in my jar, job. So career wise, starting to show up how I do in my relationships right? Mm-hmm. It's starting to impact all of these things. And then you can start to trace that back and reverse engineer it and look at holy shit. But so let's talk about how do we actually start to get through that, right? Because now we have this awareness, we have, oh my God, I don't belong. And we can talk about, you know, obviously working through a lot of 
examples when that comes up. So taking accountability, you know, in your relationships. And sometimes it, it comes up to going to people in your life and saying, holy shit, like I just had this major breakthrough. So, you know, when I don't reach out to you, when you're going through a hard time, it's not because I don't care about you. It's because I feel like I don't belong in the first place. And so it doesn't excuse you know, maybe treating people wrong or any right. of the mistakes you make, but it provides you and a lot of people with the understanding on why you do that. And then you can repair from that. Can I give my example? Yeah. Like for me, I think it was constantly seeking validation through other people mm -hmm. and things. And I recently found out in the last few months, it was because I didn't get it from my biological dad. Now I know that's, it sounds crazy. And if my dad listens to this, he's probably like, what are you talking about? But like, I think that's just where I kind of got to the root cause. Cause mm -hmm. that's the title of this getting to the root cause. And like, I wasn't really planning on sharing that and don't okay. get it twisted. Thank you. Don't get it twisted. Like I had an amazing childhood and upbringing. My stepdad raised me. He's an incredible man. I owe him everything. He's taught me everything I know. It's not what I'm saying. Don't get it twisted at all. But like, there's still that like energetic gap of the like person like that I was born from. Right. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Right. Mm -hmm. And I didn't get what I wanted from him. So it's like I'm always trying to find and get that. And I noticed the patterns like in everything that I've been doing the last, you know, five, six, well, really my whole life. What I'm saying is I started to become aware of it within the last mm -hmm. really few months in the last years. And listen, I don't know if that's the, the exact thing, but based on how I continuously feel in the program that I have in my mind, like that's the conclusion yeah. that I've drawn, whether like it is what it is. I don't know if that's actually the root thing, but like I'm getting to a place of that and the awareness that I've get, gotten to with that mm -hmm. has allowed me to create a different way of thinking and a new perspective on what I'm doing. Yeah. Does that and, land? Uh, Two million percent. And I'm proud of you for sharing that. Nice. I don't think you've ever talked about that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think I have either. <laughs> I think when it comes down to it too, so getting back to kind of how do we deal with this? How does it kind of look, you know, how does it even start to manifest, right? You see this one? Is... Um, do y'all feel like you should be partnering with mental health practitioners in our practices? I do like for a lot of my clients, if I feel like it's out of scope for me, I will say, okay, how about let's go to, um, a therapist if they need some things to work with. So I will never take the, the, the name of a therapist. Right. Um, but I think it's really like bringing a lot of awareness. I also have a lot of like more so holistic tools. A lot of therapists you go to will put you on meds, right? So when we start to look at the reality that you don't need meds, we just have to actually look at what's causing this. We have to actually like, instead of just talking about the same problems over and over, which is more so putting that energy back in, out, out in the universe. And that's why you can't get over it is because you're living in this story. It's how can we actually get past this to create tools and different mindsets and different, different reactions to these things that are coming up. So to kind of go off of what I was going to say is when we go through a lot of what we go through, say, you know, you had a lot of trauma growing up as a kid, you had a lot of sadness of being abandoned. And over your years, when you lose friends, and these things happen, it still makes you sad, but you are involved in this toxic, positive culture, where you think, Oh, I'm going to be fine. Why am I so sad about this? I shouldn't be this sad. And you just talk about it, talk about it, talk about it, trying to get this validation, trying to get this fixed. But have you actually sat down and like bold? Have you actually like screamed so loud to get the energy out of you? Because when you don't right. do that, that's what creates an energetic block, right? And so that is how we have this emotion and emotions are stored within our bodies and we don't face those. And that's when it starts to manifest as physical symptoms. Oh, there it is. That was the, the nugget for the whole episode right there. Yes.
So that is, and this is so, and this is why I talk about how. Nice, good job. CBT is an amazing modality. Talk therapy is amazing for helping you see these things. How do you actually work through it? We're going to look at things like breath work. We're going to look at things like meditation. And you're going to roll your eyes and be like, how is breathing and thinking going to help me? But it's going to help you process. Right, and this is this is why so many people avoid doing this. This is why so many people don't spend time alone. Is because they're so fucking scared to face the fear of the feelings they once felt. Because guess what? Your brain does not like time is a social construct. Can we all agree on that? Yep. Time is a social construct. So when you say, "Oh, but that happened 20 years ago," why does that still bother me? Because you haven't processed it, nitwit. Your brain doesn't understand yeah. that it was 20 years ago. Your brain thinks it's still happening right. now. Every time that happens and it reopens that wound, it's just reinforcing what already happened, thinking that it's still happening right now because you haven't dealt with it. Mic drop. That's a fucking nug. So I want – because I feel like we – that was a great fucking point. Holy shit. Um, we didn't really answer uh, – there's two Alyssa's here. So this is a, Okay. So she was asking, do you feel like we should be partnering with mental health practitioners? Now, here's the thing is like you kind of addressed it. But, like, we're not professionals as in the sense of, like, I'm not a licensed therapist. Mm-hmm. Neither are you. No. We didn't – we don't have psychology degrees. We didn't go for to school well, for this. Well, I guess maybe <laughs> te- <laughs> technically she did. A little bit. She did, technically. But I, I'm sharing, like, this is just our experience and what we've learned. I mean, listen, I, I hired a, a mindset spiritual coach mm-hmm. uh, about four months ago who I paid a decent amount of money to, which helped me kind of get into the space. So like, yeah, maybe on paper, I don't have a certification of this, but I would, I would venture to say that I'm more qualified than the average person because I've gone through that mentorship program, you know? Well, and that's something that we were talking about. Hold on. I'm not done. It doesn't make me an expert. Yeah. Right. And nobody's really a true expert. I I really do believe, well, I mean, I shouldn't say that. I'm maybe contradicting myself a little bit on that. There are experts, but what I'm saying is like I come from the perspective of trying to always be a student. And if I don't know something, I'll be the first person to tell you, I I don't know, I'll refer you out. So I hope that answers your question. Well, I think everyone is always going to continue learning. Everybody who even says they're an expert, there's always going to be emerging new research. That that was my point. I'm sorry. I'm getting excited now because (laughs) I think even experts will say, I don't know it all. There's yeah. probably something. Oh, based actually, on the, most experts will say, "I well, think." Right? Like you ever Andrew Huberman on his podcast? Like there may be a chance. You have, even doctors, there might be a chance. There may be. They're never using certain language because they're they can't be a hundred percent. Yeah. Licensed doctors, therapists, they'll always say, "Might be." There's a chance of maybe. You ever notice that language? It's yeah. not a coincidence. It's not an accident because they can't say a hundred percent. Because if they do, then they're liable for that, which leaves their ass on the table. No one wants to get sued. So well, I also think it always just comes down to belief systems too, because right. you could be with someone that's like cognitive behavioral therapy is the best way to heal anxiety. And I'm going to look at them and say, no, it's not right. But for some, for a lot of people, maybe it did help. Right. And so I think it also comes down to we're all different individuals. So different things are going to, are going to affect you differently. Everyone looks right. for this one size fits all. And like, let's even look at fitness, the most basic example. Oh, well, what are your calories? doesn't matter because what I eat is going to impact you completely different. You might have allergies. You might have intolerances for, you know, maybe because you haven't dealt with trauma, but you have all these different things that maybe I don't have. So even if I told you exactly what I ate in a day and you ate the exact same thing, it would affect you differently. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, and something that I do actually with a lot of my clients is I do refer them to saying like, Hey, here's, and I know breathwork practitioners. I'll be like, Hey, go see Christine. 
you know, and I'll go and actually refer them to people who will help them on a deeper basis than I can do at this very moment. Hold on, I'm just getting this up for you. No, I'm, I'm trying to read a lot of these. Generational trauma is a huge issue and people who hurt you not taking accountability. True. And I do actually want to talk on that too, because I lived a lot of my life in this victim mindset because of what happened to me. So I looked at and honestly waited for my parents to start to make these amends for them to start to try and, you know, make things right for them to show up and appear and be these like knight in shining armor. But guess what? They're never going to do that. Even if they do that, it's not their responsibility. What they did to you sucked. And that's okay to understand that and validate that. But it's your responsibility to heal that because no one else can do it for you. Were you addressing this comment from Dominique? Yeah. I, yeah, I agree with that. It can be an issue, but it's also like it's not their responsibility to own up to it. Because if you're waiting for them to come knocking on, their, on your door and like apologize for all those things, chances are it probably won't ever happen. Mm-hmm. And if like you're waiting for that, you're almost setting yourself up for disappointment and failure. From my experience, I could be wrong. There may come a time where that conversation may come about. But what I'm saying is to be proactive and not rely on someone else because that's really the whole framework to this. Yeah. Right? Is is taking the actions that necessary that's going to allow you to actually get the things that you want. And the only way that's going to happen is by you doing the thing and taking the initiative. Because if you're always sitting in the back seat waiting for somebody else to, to help you create the things that you want, you're leaving it to them. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So that's the victim state. That's the victim state. So you mm-hmm. can either be, what is the, what is the two sides? There's the victim and growth mindset. Growth. That's what I was is that, was that the other you think? That's what I call growth mindset and victim. People probably have differing opinions, but that's what I think. I feel like there's a better way to say growth mindset, but I'm drawing a blank Victor? on that. Um, no, I don't really love that, but um, <laughs> integrity. You can make up your own. Right. Uh, Dominique, I have to accept it. I won't be able to talk about it with them. I have to forgive so I can make peace and release and it. And I want to talk about this too, because a lot of people ask me how I've healed ding, from ding, ding. what I've gone through. And it's because I take this situation at like surface level of being like, okay, what happened? What were the emotions that came up for me? And I can look at my childhood and say, you know, it gave me abandonment issues. It made me feel X, Y, Z, but guess what? I'm responsible for how I chose to feel. I'm responsible for the beliefs that I created within me. Nobody told me that. Nobody forced me to feel that way, right? Even if they did things that caused that, it's now my responsibility to accept that that was what I created from it. So, and this is meant to be empowering because now I can also look at, I got the belief that I wasn't lovable. So if I created that, I can fucking create the belief that I am. Right. It's not up to anybody else to make me feel lovable. And that's why it doesn't work for anyone else coming for me, because those beliefs weren't caused by them. They were caused by me because I believed it. Because you internalized their perception as your reality. But your interpretation is what actually created the reality. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. That was fucking good. Clip that. (laughs) I'm going to fucking clip that. I'm going to clap myself on the back for that one. Clap myself on the back. That doesn't even make sense. Clap, yeah, pat myself on the back. There you go. It's it's late, okay? All right? Um, Yeah. Dominique says, I am reading the book called The Body Keeps Mm -hmm. Score. It's about the way your body and mind. This is exactly what this is. First step, EMDR. Hopefully it helps. Um, I would also challenge you to remove the language of hopefully. Because I feel like hopefully Mm -hmm. is language that 
says you're basically not certain. So I would, I don't know, just my instinctive reaction, like as a coach, I'm always like trying to unpack that. It's like, well, what do you mean by hopefully? What are you not certain about? Like, let's work mm-hmm. through that. So I don't know. I don't want to take too much away from the momentum that you have, but I just wanted to share. No, I think that's good because a lot of people end up stuck in their story of what happened to them because they use that kind of language. I have anxiety. I am obese. I this. And we identify with a lot of the things that we've gone through rather than realizing that our circumstances, where we came from, don't make us who we are unless you allow it to, unless you choose to. Isn't that funny? Um... Richard Sherman, so for those who follow the NFL, Richard Sherman um, was a cornerback, not quarter, corner, cornerback for the Seattle Seahawks who grew up in Compton, California, Mm -hmm. which is notorious for gang and and crime activity and all of that. A lot of people say, oh, well, I was raised in the hood, like that's what I'm going to be, right? But what happened was Richard Sherman, I I hope, is it Richard? Why why am I feeling like I'm not not saying his name right? I feel like I, I could be botching the name, man. I, I forget. I, I know it's Sherman. He's a fucking court, whatever. And he ended up going to Stanford and and becoming like a valedictorian and like 4.0 graduated. Went to the NFL, made a ton of money. Look it up. It is Richard Sherman. Yes, I thought I was right. Can you click on that picture really quick? Is there a picture? Yes, it is. Thank you. I knew I was fucking right. Okay. So, yes, he was born in Compton, and everyone else in the environment, and and that's the point I was trying to make, is that everybody else in that environment was saying, I'm just a product of this, I'm just going to surrender and subscribe to, this is my reality, but he was like, no, I'm determined to figure this out and do whatever it takes, and what did he do? End up going to an Ivy League school, getting a degree, having really good grades, and going to the NFL, and that's what it is, okay? Not George Washington, Nick, okay? Frick, man. But... Do you get what I'm saying with that? Because I feel like that ties into your point, right? Yes, that was perfect. Right. I appreciate that because that's literally what we were saying because I think a lot of people could – we could challenge honestly and say old people look at both me and you and think, oh, well, maybe they're just lucky. Maybe they came for money. Maybe this. Maybe And you try and like almost think of all these reasons why these people have these things. But what I find is the most interesting is a lot of the people who have the success that they do – have it because they've gone through all this hardship and they've actually learned how to overcome it. And that's the reason why I do what I do because I've learned how to overcome it. So now I can teach other people how to do that as well. Oh, that's it. End it there. End it there. Okay. Because, no, because I feel like that. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> I gotta go now. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know. Could, could we go for an hour? Do you want to go for an hour? I mean, I, I, mean, I could talk about this all day. That's why I do what I do. But right. I think that we got the point across with what we're saying. I think really just in reality, looking at why I do what I do, what I'm even doing, how to even do that. And just looking at, you know, maybe self auditing in the ways where maybe it's affecting you as well. <laughs> That's what it is. I'm just reading his comments. Nick's <laughs> He's yelling at me to text him back. All right, bro, I got you. Don't worry, he barely texts me back half the time. So. Yeah, I really don't check my messages as bad. Unless you're my client. If you're my client, I'll talk to you all day. <laughs> Pretty much. But uh, yeah, uh, that's all we got for today. Thank you guys for spending a couple minutes with me. Anything else you want to share in closing? No, thanks for doing that with me. No my, problem. My emotional support podcaster. I was lit. My arms are the size of your head. I hope you guys have the best night ever. I'm going to chat soon. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, make sure that you give this a five stars because that's the best way to rate the show and I would love you forever. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you got value from today's episode and you want to work closely with me and my team, head on over to my Instagram at SalFitTorio. That's S-A-L-F-I-T-T. 
O-R-I-O and message me the word ready and we could have a chat about whether or not I could help you reach your fitness goals. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I appreciate you and I hope you have the best day of your entire life. Talk to you guys soon. Peace.